This is episode 187 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, my friend, happy Monday. How are you? I hope you had a great weekend, Pastor. Good to talk with you today. Hey, today is, this episode is being released on November the 7th. It is in the United States, the day before Election Day. And I want to talk to you, Pastor, about the leadership of your church this week. This week. Because it would be easy for so many of us to get distracted. And I want to encourage you, let's not get distracted by the stuff of state. We're not the state, we're the church. And we need to be focused on our mission. Our mission is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is to build up the body of Christ, it is to equip believers to make disciples who make disciples. It is to tend to and care for the body of Christ. Let's not allow ourselves as a church to be defined by a political party. Or let's not allow ourselves as a church to be defined by politicians or to be defined by a single issue or a set of issues. Pastor, let's be sure to be defined as followers of Jesus. Now, I like you. If you're like me, (laughs) then I like you. Oh my goodness, this has been the roughest last couple of years to try to live in the tension and thread that needle of how to, as a spiritual leader and as the pastor of a local expression of the body of Christ, how to handle what has gone on in our political world in the United States and how the church has interacted with that over the last five to 10 years. We want to get our direction and our wisdom from Jesus, not from politicians, not from governmental authorities, not from political leaders in office today. We want to get our direction and our wisdom from Jesus, who, by the way, did not engage the political powers of the day, but in his mission completely transcended them. I mean, he transcended the powers that sat on the thrones and in the seats of government. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't distracted by that at all. He, in fact, he told that one political leader, he said, hey, you wouldn't have any power unless my father gave it to you. You wouldn't have any power. He rightly distinguished where this this bloke got his power from. And he also recognized the power that he did have and his position. But make no mistake, he did not engage those political powers, nor did he call for their overthrow or revolt against them. Jesus, this is so cool, Jesus, pastor, he was not distracted by power or influence. He came with a mission. He came to seek and to save the lost. He was never, Jesus was never distracted from that mission. And you know, 
today in the United States. Now, for those of you who are outside of the United States, you can, with bemusement, uh, look in on what's going on, I suppose, with us. But in the United States today, there there's not a political party that can be described as biblical. No. No, this is... This is the issue of state. This is a nation state on our planet. It is not a theocracy. It's, it's a nation state with a government, with a military force, with a justice system, with social programs. This is the state. There's not a political party that can be described as biblical. Pastor, there are plenty of of political pundits. There are plenty of political hacks out there towing this party line or that party line. Pastors shouldn't be one of those. Oh, how sad it is when we as pastors would be in our places of influence and our places of preaching and teaching, and we're just parroting these talking points these party lines that we hear on this cable news channel or that cable news channel, it doesn't matter which side. For us as pastors to be in that world, I believe, this is my opinion, my humble opinion, you may disagree, and I respect you for disagreeing. But in my opinion, we need to stay focused because let's not pretend that as Christians— We have to line up behind a certain group of people who claim to have the corner on the market on Christian values because there there isn't, I mean, you've noticed that, you've noticed this, you have. There isn't a party that, that lines up with Christian principles or values. There's issues and there's talking points and there's things that have been co-opted for different constituencies in the United States. But there's not one that can be described as biblical. And and let's not conflate our spirituality with our patriotism. All my life, I've been a very patriotic person. I, I love my country. I love living here. I've loved for so many years so much about it. But our spirituality, that says that we follow Jesus and that the church is the vehicle by which God reaches the world through Christ. Patriotism is appreciating the country you live in and seeking its good and championing its values that contribute to the common good and loving the place you live in. But my spirituality, my faith, my position as a disciple and follower of Jesus, it's unrelated to the success of my country of origin or my residence my country of residence. Any country should be made better by Christian citizens living within its boundaries. But Christian citizens should not tie their faith to the governance of the country they live in. And in doing so, force that faith upon other citizens through the power of the state. Rather, they should offer the gospel of Jesus to others As the church, the body of Christ, following the Great Commission, that transcends boundaries and borders. That transcends the powers of earthly political leaders. We have the power of the gospel of Jesus 
Paul wrote that it was the power of God unto salvation. The gospel was. And we deliver that to others because we are the body of Christ. And we're following the great commission of Jesus. You know, Jesus was never a political revolutionary in regard to the rule of the state. He did not take up arms or encourage revolt or for his followers to leverage the power of the state to spread the gospel or enforce the teachings of Jesus. Jesus was actually executed by the state. See, the early Christians, the the disciples, they didn't leverage the power of the state to advance the gospel throughout the known world. No, the church did that. Believers empowered by the Holy Spirit did that. Jesus' teachings had power in themselves by virtue of their truth and by virtue of the power of the Holy Spirit resident within believers who held to Jesus' teachings and to Jesus' gospel, this good news of his death and his burial and his resurrection. So, oh my goodness, Pastor, let's not be distracted by the things of state. Let's not align ourselves with one political party as a church and proclaim to half of the community, you are not welcome here. Oh, let's not proclaim that. Let's proclaim Jesus. Let's have that single-minded focus because Jesus said, my kingdom, my kingdom, the kingdom of God, is not of this world. And he taught us to pray to the Father, your kingdom come. Your will be done, Father, right here on earth as it is in heaven. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Pastor, man, don't get sucked into the vortex. Don't get sucked into the chatter. Don't get sucked into the cultural morass of politics. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stay focused. Stay focused like it says in 2 Timothy 4, where Paul tells Timothy, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing, and in view of his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people, they're not going to put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they'll they'll gather around them a 24-hour cable news channel and a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They'll turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to miss, but you. Now, it's going to happen, right? And we're, we're seeing it. It's a fulfillment of Scripture that they're, they've turned aside and away from sound doctrine and to, to lies. But he says, but you, you, hey, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. And finally, Pastor, what Peter wrote to elders. He said to the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, 
who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you're willing, as God wants you to be, not not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. My friend, stay focused on Jesus, on the gospel, on the lost, on believers, being an example to them, being a shepherd to them. For the calling that you've answered, the calling of Jesus to the ministry of the gospel and the word, to the world and to the people of God, that calling transcends, completely transcends the machinations of the state. Thanks for hearing me today, Pastor. I love you. I love what you do. I love the fact that you are the shepherd of your people. Whatever country you're listening to this in, man, your country needs you to be a shepherd of the people of God, to be salt and light in the community and in the country you live in. May God bless you, Pastor. And I'll see you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.